Welcome back, everyone. A new day is upon us, and with that new day comes episode 22 of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Chris Salona. I am joined, as usual, by Ethan Shalloway. Ethan, today's Monday for us recording this. How's your Monday so far? Monday into the flood again, as they say. Same Um, old trip. You know, it's good. I got home... Uh, I had six hours of driving yesterday after a, a week, a long weekend, so it was a long day. I was very tired, and I actually woke up, and uh, my boss had some. I woke up to a call at six twenty when I was getting ready for work, and my boss had a uh, a, a truck problem, an alternator problem that he had to take it into the shop to get fixed. So I actually have the day off. That's why we're able to do oh. this right now. And let me tell you, that was a great call to get this morning. Oh yeah, nothing I better. Need, I, I needed a personal day, as they say. <laughs> Something where I can, I got a deep breathe. I got to organize some things in my head and, and for the next month. You know, you feel like you just kind of need to take some time. So I'm excited to uh, be able to do that. And getting this done, um, in a sense, in the morning is, is pretty nice. Like we just talked about, it's kind of fun to do it right, bright and early. I got my yeah. coffee in my hand, you know? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's better than that? I think this is the first time we've ever recorded you know, in the morning. And I, I, I have to say it's Monday. I had a busy weekend, but some, something about this morning, I'm feeling spry. I'm feeling ready to go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not tired. And, and I had, I had an inter- interesting weekend as well. Um, you know, a pretty, pretty busy weekend. I, I ran in a half marathon yesterday. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, but there's some really big news, uh, in grunge bible land that we have to announce and that is uh that we have a new member of the patreon the patreon grunge bible supporting club uh and their name is pete so pete wherever you are thank you so much for choosing to support grunge bible uh got the notification last week after the podcast that uh pete has decided to support us here so we're really thankful for that uh and pete joins a legion of uh 22 individuals so far who have chosen to support grunge bible support us in this podcast endeavor and as always that legion is led from the front by the seven individuals of the top tier um and as you know they are sue release jade mercado victor schaefer alexis shannon sunny mashburn and shannon gorgon the great 22 yeah great 22 i like that pete thank you so much that's incredible yeah we like pete and seven at the top heck yeah we do Wow, big news. That's great. <clears throat> yeah. So let's keep it rolling. If yeah. we gain one if we gain one every episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be rolling. Yeah. Uh, well to make more episodes. <laughs> exactly. Um so last week, um I think one of the closing the closing discussions that we had uh was in terms of my weekend, there were a couple of concerts that I was mm-hmm. uh there was, was a few things up in the air. Yeah, there were there was, was f- there were some variables, uh there were some things going on and and namely um this past Friday, uh, Modest Mouse played in Boston. Then Sunday, yesterday, uh, Counting Crows were slated to play in Boston, and I was uh, I was quite um, perplexed and um, was weighing my options as to which shows to go to. And turns out, I'm a complete pogue. I'm a loser. <laughs> um, I didn't go to any of the shows. I did not go Friday. Thursday, the day before the show, the tickets were like dirt cheap. They were like twenty bucks, and I was gonna go up there, and I was like, oh, "I'll just buy my ticket in the morning." And then the morning, the morning of the show, the tickets went up to like seventy bucks, and I just, I had a hell of a day on Friday, and I missed the show. I didn't buy tickets. I didn't go. 
So I'm kind of bummed about that. I checked the set list, yeah. and th thankfully Modest Mouse didn't play any of my favorite Modest Mouse songs. That would have been really <laughs> a thorn in my side. But uh, um, you yeah, know, what still... did the set what did the set list look like? So a was lot, it a lot of, it, of new stuff. It was it was a lot from their new album, which came out earlier this summer. I mean, they they played Float On obviously because I think they have to. Um, yeah, that's know, in the that's, contract. That's the, yeah, it's just part of the part of the agreement. They played uh, "Ocean Breathes Salty" as well. So, all right, uh, I didn't. I mean, if they had played like "Talking Shit About a Pretty Sunset" or uh, they did play "Trailer Trash," which which sucks mm. that I missed that. But yeah, you know, they didn't. They didn't hit any of the. Uh, you know, uh, whenever negative. I breathe out positive negative, yeah. If they if they played that, I would have been so far in my bag today that I wouldn't have been able to even. Uh, even record this or talk about it so i missed that one kind of upset about that and then sunday yesterday um i ran uh, i ran a half marathon um it was it was incredibly humid it was it was tough running conditions I, di I didn't run the greatest and my plan was to see how i was feeling and if i if i performed well i was going to celebrate and go to go to counting crows show because i know we love counting crows uh i do <laughs> i don't care if anybody else doesn't uh so I after the after the, the half marathon, I ran it with a few of my friends. Uh, naturally, we went out for some libations, and uh, you know, after you after you exert yourself, you're very dehydrated. If you have a few libations, you can kind of um, you can get down the road a little quickly. And I found myself in a position of peril, um, you know, in the afternoon, like two p.m. I was like, oh, like you know, I com I had completely forgotten about the show, and then you texted me, and you're like. Are we going to a show tonight? And it was like five thirty. The concert was in two hours. I was like, oh shit. I was like, you know what? Like this, that would be really hard to swing. Like I, I had, I had sobered up sufficiently at the time, and I looked at the tickets, and they were like eighty bucks a piece. I was like, fuck. I'm really plus tired. An hour, plus an hour drive, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and parking up in Boston, which is always a, always just a train wreck. So I, I neglected, uh, you know, to buy tickets earlier. And yesterday, I decided I was like, you know what? I was like, I missed Modest Mouse. Damn. I'm gonna miss Counting Crows, uh, so I missed over, the show. Over two, I was over two. But the reprieve came this morning. Where you know, yes. same thing. I I wanted to look up the set list and see if they played any of my favorites, just to really you know pour that salt in the wound. And it turns out, unfortunately for the band, uh, for everyone else who was supposed to attend, and for myself. Um, they did not play last night. Evidently, somebody, a part of the traveling party, uh, I guess maybe maybe a roadie or something like that, uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, so Counting Crows canceled the show, and it was like two hours before the show. Like People were in line, and they canceled the show. So that always sucks. Wow. So they, they postponed it. I don't know when it's rescheduled imagine, to. <clears throat> imagine if you were, if I you decided <laughs> to go, bought the tickets, and we're an hour, like 45 minutes into your drive, and you got the news. You probably that wouldn't would, even like, I don't know if you would have, I mean, probably got an email, but like. That honestly would have been worse than me missing the show to be on I don't, I don't know i mean so now oh, yeah, the, that... the night the nice thing now is you know if they reschedule i might be able to uh you know acquire a ticket and uh, yeah it might not it might not see, be so difficult see mr mr duritz in concert and that was supposed to be their second show of the tour i think they opened up in ac in atlantic city on on friday night and then they had saturday off and they were supposed to play boston yesterday but um it didn't happen so i guess we'll have to wait a little longer so the uh the, the the hope springs eternal for me to uh, be able to see uh, my Counting Crows in concert. But I know, um, I mean, September is a pretty big month for me in terms of concerts that I'm going to. Um, and, and I know I think you have tickets for, you you do have tickets to Modest Mouse, correct? 
Uh, no, not yet. They not yet? they okay. put yeah. They were the ones that I, I held off on buying as well because mm-hmm. I just bought like a couple other concert tickets. They they're playing similar similar uh, like travel. It's an hour away in Huntsville, yeah. and I think it's like a Monday night or something like that. So it's like a week. I think it's a weekday. And it's an hour away, but the the tickets were pretty reasonable. I was I, I was I was I had them in the cart the first day that they yeah. were available, but. Uh, like I said, I just bought some money, and I think I, I needed to uh, hold off on you know spending more money. So yeah, man. Uh, I do want to revi- I do want to revisit that and look and see where where it sits in the calendar because yeah, I really want to see them as well. <clears throat> but yeah. it's I wonder I wonder if uh, the set list will kind of stay the same for the tour. So that, I don't know. Be- I feel like uh, like bands like that that have been making music for twenty thirty years. I mean, their catalog is big enough. That I I love it when bands change it up, but obviously. You know, when the new album comes out, you know, they're pretty heavy into that material. And I think, yeah. you know, once you get to that point, I think, I mean, a lot of people just go to hear the old stuff. So that's got to be difficult as a band, you know, to try to balance because you're probably going to be most passionate about what you just made and you're going well, to you know play what it that. Is. And you got to balance it. It's, it's for, it's a little bit of both because when you follow a band for a while, You've seen all their old stuff, yeah. So you really want to see their new stuff, but then the people that haven't, like us, are like, we want to see the old stuff. And exactly. Really, we should just saw it like when there was the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you got the you because got the then, people who've seen th- them thirty times. Like, well, where yes. were you in nineteen ninety eight when they were actually playing this when it was new? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they loved it, and they, it was like, it's like when we when I followed Dirty Heads around a lot. Like the new yeah. album would come out, we wanted to, we wanted to hear all of the new songs. We're like, oh, play the new one, but you know, like, mm-hmm. oh man, they played this. And it was so funny because, yeah, we've seen all the other songs and the other concerts, but there's a lot of people that want to see the hits that haven't seen it. And yep. I find that interesting. And that's why following bands and being loyal is, uh, you know, rewarding because then you, you know, you want to see those new songs. And um, this is a great segue into our next uh, yeah, conversation. Yeah, this is something we have to talk about. Yeah, this is really important. So this has been kind of, uh, I don't know, it's been kind of, brewing inside of uh you know the grunge bible camp for a long time and it's the whole the whole debate and discussion around primarily the the grateful dead and fish but jam bands in general and where we lie and how to how do we consume these bands when we weren't there when it started it's hard to kind of get in like i feel like you know it feels like we i'm not allowed to be a deadhead Oh yeah, I, I totally I, I, feel that way. You know, you, you feel like you can't really, but you, you know, there's a part of me that really wants to be in. And then my cousins are huge fish fans, so, and I think that we have to pick one or the other. We can, you cannot, yeah, you cannot take in both, right? Well, and there's and, so many, yeah. And and the tough part about a band like Fish or a band, I mean, we're we're like all of their fans are connoisseurs, right? I mean, in a way, that's kind of like what Pearl Jam is. Like, it is not mm-hmm. a casual undertaking to get into a band like Pearl Jam. They have 11 studio albums. They're prolific tours, um, you know, and, and, and your average Pearl Jam fan is is a pretty big fan. You know, they may have seen him like three, four, five times on the low end. And I mean, you know, upwards, I was just DMing with somebody on Grunge Bible um, who told me that they had seen Pearl Jam 31 times, for example. And I know we know of other people who have seen them 50 times, you know, 50 plus. Um, so it's not like it's not like getting into a band like, I don't know, I'll just cherry pick like the Black Keys or something. You know, like you could just kind of get into them and listen to them and be like, yeah, like I'm a fan. You see them like... A yeah. band like Dead and Company or Fish or any jam band, I just feel like 
that is like you have to like you have to put your life vest on if you're going to jump into those <laughs> waters and and mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think your compatriots out there will save you you know because like, <laughs> they don't feel like you belong and and I just think like jam bands and like your general rock band of like the like four minute just like tear your tear your hair off like you know just riffs riff songs um, they're kind of diametrically opposed and and it's kind of like one of those things like. I feel like you you can't be both, but I I kind of want to be both. I kind of do. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know if you want to be accepted into the crowd, you have to you have to jump fully in because I think if you jump fully in, you have a better chance of of getting like a you know an off a hand like someone giving you a hand to come and join. Like if you if you want to join, like you bet when you go to that first show, you better buy you better buy a concert. a concert poster, or you, you know, you better you better print out the set list and put it in a little buy book. The you gotta, or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You got to prove your. You got to go beyond just going to the show because you know going well, to the that's show the thing, is like, posing. Yeah, and like a band <laughs> like Fish or the Grateful Dead or something. Whenever I see, because I, I have some friends on Spotify who are like very big into those bands, and and I listen on my desktop while I work, and uh, you can see the sidebar where. Um, you know, it's, it shows what people are, are listening to. And I never see them listening to the studio <laughs> stuff. You you don't see it. It's all about the live music. So, uh, like, that's... I thought you were going to say, I never see them listening to any other band. But, <laughs> well, that's true. That's, that's also yeah. true. Like, I have, I have some friends, and I, that is quite literally all they listen to. And it's, yes, and and it's not both. And that's what... I, it's they listen to has, Grateful Dead or they listen to Fish. And that's what it takes to be a part of it. It can be... It's almost like... If you want to, if you want to officially be a part, you have to listen to like only fish for yeah. the next week. Like we'd have to go to like a training camp where like for a month we're like, all right, Ethan, we're only listening to live albums from the Grateful Dead yeah. or something because there's, I mean, there's, there's quite literally, there's probably over a thousand of them out there. <laughs> and my, my question, how do you choose where to start? Oh, dude, it's, it's, just, it's just way too overwhelming for me. <laughs> and, and I'm scared. I'm really scared. I don't know what's going on and I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, exactly. I, and I definitely love the, you know, I, I love the, like the, the date and place that the fans can spit out. Like when you ask them oh, their favorite, just, yeah, yeah, you ask them their, their favorite song and they're like, well, it's, you know, it's not so simple. Like, yeah, it's not just a where. song. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was an intercession of heaven and earth on that day in Madison, Wisconsin in yep. 1991. Thursday, ni- yeah. Thursday, 1997, <laughs> uh, you know, the band or, uh, fish played farmhouse and it was my first time hearing it. And yeah. it's my favorite version of the song ever. Um, and, but I do, I, I, I love, I love the way that they've built up, the jam bands have built up this. Um, it's like, like I, I was explaining to you earlier. It's like an Easter egg hunt for so, for songs and for listens and to like be there when it happened. And um, <clears throat> so, like my cousins, I have two cousins that are just incredibly large fish fans. Uh, one has seen them about thirty times. The other one's seen about a hundred times. And if you don't think that's a lot, <laughs> think we about did the math. I mean, a hundred times is. I mean, they've probably been touring for what twenty five? I mean, thirty years, maybe. Yeah, probably about thirty years. Okay, so thirty years. Uh, that's the if you've been going since they've been a band, thirty years. That's three times. A, it's three plus times a year. Yeah, for thirty years. Or if you're a little concerts? late to the party, if you saw if you've been seeing them for twenty years, that's five shows years. a year. How many? And you know, how many concerts do you get to a year? It's hard to get to like. It's hard to get to I three. Probably, honestly. I probably get to five a year. <laughs> 
you know, if I'm lucky. So for for all of those five to have been fish, I mean, and the best part is all in. And the best part is usually those are back to back to back to back to back. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Though I mean, because a lot of these jam bands play fairly grueling schedules where they're playing. You know, <laughs> I mean, if they go on a U.S. tour, they're playing like like eighty shows in that tour, and it's like they'll play five shows and five shows a week. You know, and it's like that's that's a lot. That's a lot mm-hmm. for the band, and that's a lot for the fans of the band, and you know. I just I just don't know where to begin with that. And and I also I also want to get your opinion on this because for better or for worse we are, you know, grunge. We're 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 grunge people, I guess, right? I mean, we kind of have to be with, you know, what's going on here. Are we allowed to be fans of jam bands? Are is that something that's allowed? <clears throat> ah, it's a good yeah, you because, mean like because with, fundamentally with other... you and I both agree like you can be a fan of whatever you want, but like are we allowed as the grunge bible? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. That's a good uh, question, and I think that's. I maybe we'll put that up to the people. Do you think that? Do you think that the followers uh, are are totally against jam bands? They probably uh, in a little bit. They probably are. Because right? there's there's some spheres of they're music so different that we've tried yeah. to spoon feed people over the years that they're just like, nope, this isn't going to work. And well, never like like number one that I can think of is like any female singer covering a grunge song people just for some reason hate um i i I don't agree with it um so that's a no-go zone anything any rock from like 2000 on is a no-go um and i think we have we've gotten some flack from counting crows i get a lot of that because i post them a lot that's a Mm -hmm. no-go greta van fleet's a no-go so kind of the post 2000 thing um a lot jam bands might be jam bands might be in there yeah because yeah, we have I, we have I, posted fish a few times and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's very lukewarm at best. Yeah. So I don't know if um, we're allowed. Is that going to stop us? No, See? I don't th- I don't think so. <laughs> no. All right, so we had this conversation a couple weeks ago where like my I went over to my cousin's house before I left and he showed me his fish book and he has obviously him and his him and his brother are going to five shows in AC at the end of the month in a row. And uh, he has this book. He has every set list that he's seen every like you know every date. It's all lined up. And I just assume that every fish fan has these binders oh, of totally. all the shows they've been to. Like when you like they're taking their their my they're taking their um, their young son. He's like fifteen, and I'm sure that they're gonna hand him his ticket and they're gonna hand him his binder yeah, with the so set it's list. A clean slate. Done. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and he's gonna buy a poster for the first. You know, they do poster art. That's one of the things I really do love about. Uh, jam bands and i mean most bands have uh good posters but they're, they're the like the dead and company and the there's a lot there's a big cult following for like collecting these posters mm-hmm. same thing with pearl jam too i mean there's yeah, a lot pearl of jam parallels because posters. pearl pearl jam fans and jam band fans are a lot more similar than i think they would like to believe i mean you've got mm-hmm. your your you know hardcore road warriors who have seen them you know dozens of times they collect the merch they it's the same thing it's like a scavenger hunt i mean how many times have we heard you know or we yeah. we've read a comment of like you know, I've I've gone to twenty five Pearl Jam shows, and like this is the one song that I still haven't heard that I need to hear. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just trying to check them off, and it's like the same yeah. thing. And it's amazing because, like, yeah, both both of them, Pearl Jam and the the Dead and uh, Fish, and they like I said, the fans are like they're so focused on 
like checking these songs off and I, I love it. It's such it's such a unique way to approach like seeing concerts. It's totally different than like it's a, it's a totally different I don't know. Was, there's a lot of bands you go and like they're gonna play the hits, you know, and, and that's yeah. it. Well, you just like you just generally don't care about you the settlers because you're gonna yeah. see them once. But like when you follow along, they get so invested in like seeing it and like it means so much. And I love it, and like obviously they don't play the same songs. Like the setlist is always different, right? And that's that is really special. I lo- I really like that idea of like you never know what you're gonna get. It's like, also you, a like, testament to how deep their catalogs are because if people are that interested in hearing you know the deep cuts or the yeah. B side from whenever you know. That's a testament. I mean, there's not. That must mean that there's not much filler out there, you know, or they just love the band yeah. that they'll they'll accept the filler, you know. Um. Yeah. What was it? Um. Yeah. So we're at a we're at a position right now where we're I think at a crossroads. That in a we're way. at a crossroads. I've I've tried. I've tried to get in, and I think I think I've just felt guilty because I've listened to both here and there, and I don't think I'm allowed to, and I need to decide. Am I going to be a deadhead or a fish head? Is it a fish head? How do they? How do they I, call I themselves? I have no clue. And this shows how how uh, yeah lacking we are in this knowledge. I hope yeah, we're not offending right? See, anybody. Yeah. So right there, I might just like excluded myself. And maybe, but I feel like those are the top two camps because I think that it, you know if you want to be a fan of uh, you know widespread panic, I think you're allowed to as long as you yeah. pick fish or the dead. You know. Mm-hmm. You, those are like Something the grandfathers like of the, you know, of of, yeah. of of the venture. Well, I, you know, I just talked to somebody the other week, and I asked, and he was wearing a dead, and I was like, oh, what do you think about fish? And 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 I got the classic like little look, and I was like, what is it? And he's like, you know, he's like, the dead were first. They created the formula, and it was just so organic. Everybody, like everybody's kind of, you know, building off of their formula and what they designed and all this, and I'm, and like that's why he, he's a purist. He's like, they were the first to do it, and he like can't get over the fact that uh other people you know and i don't i mean i i guess i get that but i don't really well, understand that's the same that thing. you have people who are you know big fans of the grateful dead that they don't really like dead and company for example or they don't mm. worse they don't respect them <laughs> god forbid that they, they continue right god the, forbid that bob weir wants to keep playing music oh, that my. man that man has played the most live that the man, most live think music of all the shit minute seen. ever. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. He's he's gotta be it. Because frankly, most of them don't survive that long and, <laughs> and they don't they don't tour that vigorously. I mean he's been touring I think we he's probably been touring for fifty five years or something <laughs> stupid like that. Probably, probably the, since he was twelve. <laughs> yeah, honestly. He probably was twelve years old playing it. I wonder if it ever gets tiring. Man. You know? Yeah, I, I'm gonna because look it's, up. It's, it's See, there might it's, be an interview with him. Yeah, that I it's got to be lucrative financially. So I mean, that that'll keep you coming back to keep playing. But like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of musicians out there that they tour because it's financially viable for them, not because they really want to be out there. I think you can kind of tell a lot of times, you know, if somebody's mailing it in. But I mean. You, you rarely do you hear of somebody who goes to a fish show or a dead and company show or something like that where these bands have been playing forever rarely do you hear them express disappointment you know yeah like i i have some friends like i said who are very big into that scene and they're never disappointed they're never disappointed by the show no it's always the best show it's always so is it one of those things where the lore kind of overshadows the objectivity of it because yeah. I think I think that's a big that's a big part of Pearl Jam nowadays. You know, um, I just think the the bands have some of these bands just have so much lore 
and so much just you know they can do no wrong yeah they they can do no wrong yeah i mean it pretty much if you hear that one song that you've been waiting it makes the whole night and you're yeah you're exactly sad. it doesn't matter so i mean that was like, like the first i've been going to 20 show. shows and i finally got it yeah i'm good that was like the first like, Pearl Jam show we went success. to when they opened with release, and that was the one song we wanted to hear. So to hear it at the beginning of the show, which was our first ever Pearl Jam show, I was like, they could have that if if that's all they played, or if Eddie Vedder just like like talked about bullshit for the next three hours, I would have been fine. Actually, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> which of course he rambled. He a always little bit, does but... a little bit of that. With that. <laughs> you ever tried to rip a Polaroid before? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you can't, you can't you do can't it. There's a big old bouncer outside the baby doll. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, and and I'm trying to, I'm trying to put off this decision as long as I can. Maybe, maybe we take a poll. Like I'll, I'll leave my my yeah. jam band allegiance up to up to the listeners. Honestly, I'll I'll let them choose for me. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> they have to validate that we can be a fan. Yeah, I think I think we can. I think we can find some room. <clears throat> I think it's you know I, I think it's honorable that we are we are, are ready to make that step and yeah. to get in get in and like I mean Fish actually played in Birmingham last week and I was really and you didn't to go. go I wanted I was gonna Did you go think, you probably think you probably thought you weren't ready right I didn't know if I was ready well we had just talked on the phone and and we wanted our first one to be together so we yeah. could have like the same genesis so mm-hmm. I was feeling really guilty about uh, just going. Um, and I would have went. I mean, I could have went solo. I, I was actually really, really excited for it. I actually, did for. I had worked a long day and then forgot about it, like you did the other day. So, yeah. you know. But uh, I really was tempted to go, in, but I want. I would love to have our first show be together because you know I'll, the cat's out of the bag. We are leaning towards being fish guys. I just want. Yeah. I just want to put yeah, that I'm out skew- there. We're I'm definitely- skewing towards the fish. Trey Anastasio. I'm. I'm skewing yeah. towards him. Yeah, because I think you have a really close friend that's a fish head, and obviously my cousins are. So we have. Uh, you know, if we needed to, people to go to concerts with that would really love it. So yeah. um, it's all about I, the my, fellowship. Yeah, actually, my buddy Nick though, Nick is he's going to see the Dead three nights. Yeah, the Dead and Company I, I have three a nights in who's LA. doing the City Field run. Uh, I so think maybe, they play three shows. So I don't. I mean, so the door is open. Both doors yeah, are open. Both doors are open. We're just standing in the middle of the hallway. I don't. I don't know where to go. So hopefully, we can receive some guidance uh, from. Yeah. This so show one, on. we need we need to know like where we should go and why. And yeah. then, like, where do we start? Yeah, I don't know where I, I, because I, I feel like, I feel like you can't just jump into the live repertoire. Because how do you begin? But then again, do you just stick to the studio stuff? I don't know. We need some guidance, so I, we're hoping that you know we receive some, receive some instruction. Um, and actually, somebody that we can ask actually is 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 the individual who uh, did the artwork for this podcast, Brendan Acton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a he's yeah. a big big grateful dead and deadhead fan and i think he has some experience designing some merchandise for them as well so yeah. he might be a good good contact that we can uh we can we can we can give a ring and, and see see what they see see what where we should go with all of this but i'm i'm yeah. i'm excited to to hear I'm excited to learn i'm excited for the journey yeah so that's our big that's our big you know that's, that's been weighing our, that's on a us dilemma for right a now it's been weighing yeah. on us um another thing Going back to last week's podcast, um, we did we did the listeners a great disservice last week because obviously, as we've spoken about, there's not a tremendous amount of new stuff going on in the genre of grunge outside of touring and the occasional album. And we dropped the ball last week because two weeks ago, Jerry Cantrell's new single had yet to come out and we had spoken about it. 
And then last week yeah. after it came out, we didn't mention it at all. We didn't we didn't <clears throat> give any insight, give any first thoughts. So I think I think we have to talk about Atone, which is the new single. We have to atone for our sin that we did last week of not <laughs> talking about Atone. <laughs> yes, we have to give our penance right now. And uh, I guess Ethan, what's what's the first impression? This is the first the first solo music from Jerry Cantrell since 2002. What do you think? All right. Initial gut reaction, I listened to it um, a few times through, and um, I thought that, I thought it was six and a half out of a ten. Okay. I'm going a little bit lower, maybe, All maybe, right. maybe six. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I think, I, I didn't, I didn't love the, I, did, I didn't quite love the guitar and uh, drum like, kind of like that country it was, vibe it has to it a little bit. Kind of country, like and it was like, and it was very, it was very steady the whole time, which maybe yeah. was there was there was like kind of like a, it just it was a little bit, I don't want to say repetitive or something like the the music was just a little bit, I don't know. But the lyrics I thought were really good. I really oh, loved. Yeah, I mean, Jer- Jerry sounded he sounded great. Mm-hmm. Um, His voice is really good. ageless, isn't it? It's yeah, really it's the same. It, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Like listening, it sounded exactly like because people all say the stuff we love with the band. Yeah, and people say that a lot about Eddie Vedder. I mean, but his voice is aged. I mean, your voice is obviously going to age from your twenties to your fifties. And people said that a lot about Chris Cornell. But obviously, you know, his voice changed a lot. Jerry Cantrell has been so remarkably consistent for the last twenty five years. 30 years even you know going back to the facelift days um yeah um i i agree um i'll put it this way i liked it i love his writing i loved his lyrics um i love his delivery of the vocals i will say if if that turns out to be my favorite song from the record i'll be a little disappointed and surprised Um, yeah, so I so that's that's kind of what I think about Jerry. Like he's got some other things up his sleeve on on this album. They're gonna be, you know, I think that are gonna come through in a big way. And yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Um, just kind of like the way the way that he went about it. Um, you know, obviously a little different. And I think a lot of times people tend to equate you know a new release from Jerry Cantrell with like, oh, it's gonna sound like Alice in Chains. But it's like I'm glad it doesn't in a way. Yeah, you know, it's kind but of. Yeah, his- you know, he had like you said, you had his voice, which is ageless, and they had the mm-hmm. it had like the kind of like the drawn out like I don't know vibrato is it or whatever. His voice kind of like shakes. I don't know. Like he had classic Jerry in there, which was. Which is very important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So his new album is called Brighton. And actually, I have the list, the track listing from the album right here. So we can, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go title by title here. And, um, and we'll, we'll kind of see what, what we might expect from this album, which is coming out yeah. uh, in late October, October 29th. So the first track is a tone. Um, the second one is the, uh, the title track, Brighton. Uh, the mm-hmm. third track is called Prism of Doubt. So that's that's Prison kind of exciting. Um, number four is Black Hearts and Evil Done. Um, oh, number man. five is Siren Song. Number six is called Had to Know. After that, we have a song called Nobody Breaks You. And then mm-hmm. the eighth track on the album is going to be called Dismembered. And then number nine is a cover of Elton John's Goodbye. 
Mm. which which was off uh, Mad Men Across the Water from 1971, which uh, obviously had Tiny Dancer on it, which everybody knows. But I'm excited to hear his spin on an Elton John tune. But yeah. overall, this this is like right I think up that, the that's alley. Seven through ten, that 7 through 10 sounded like it was going to be yeah, pretty good. Nobody right Breaks there. You Dismembered. I mean, yeah. and I'm excited about Black Hearts and Evil Done. I mean, I, there's just something about Jerry and how he writes songs that just lends itself so well to those kind of heavy songs of doom almost so I'm, I'm i'm really excited for that i mean same thing when i heard that the first single was going to be called a tone i mean that's that sounds like it's right in jerry's wheelhouse and you know by proxy it's right in my wheelhouse but yeah i mean i i liked a tone um you know I'm, I'm really excited for the album and i'm hoping that uh you know some of those other songs that we just mentioned kind of scratch my jerry cantrell itch a little bit better than a tone did yeah i i'm sure i'm sure we will i think that um. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll, when we get the full album uh, together, it'll make maybe it'll all make more sense. And yeah, you know, a few more absolutely. listens, it'll, everything changes. You know, I've been wrong before. You know, yes, we've been wrong very frequently. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm wrong. We, all we don't the time. need to go it. Yeah, we don't need to get into yeah, it right now. I don't need to go down that. Without hole, further but. ado, we'd like to thank everybody for supporting us. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about our wrongdoings as there. Nah, not today. Yeah, maybe we could have an episode about every time we yeah. fucked up. But yes, uh, anyways, thank you all for listening, obviously. Um, you know, we're, we're in a nice groove now and uh, just wanted to um, send our appreciation out to everyone who's listening, everyone who's supporting. As we said, um, thank you once again to Pete for joining the Patreon. Um, thank you to the individuals who have purchased merchandise recently. I can't see who, uh, who you are. Uh, all I can see is that the purchases are coming through. So that's that's really great. That means a lot to us that you want to support us and rep us, you know, with a sticker, with a shirt, with a hat, etc. Um, so all of those links, if you're interested in supporting us, are available on grungebible.com. Uh, the homepage has some links to all of those avenues. Um, that leaves one more thing for today, uh, and that's yeah. the song of the week. And um, Ethan, is there, is there a song currently in your life? Do you feel the need to share? Yeah. With the I think I think so. Let me uh, let me click pull up so I can get it exactly correct because yeah. it's actually a live performance. Uh, oh, okay. so I need to, I need to, I need to make sure it's a it's probably the closest thing do I that I have to a, a jam band allegiance. And I'm actually, as you know, a big uh, Dave Matthews band fan. Totally, which is its own thing um, and doesn't you know doesn't quite live up to the Deadheads or the Fish people. But like you know, I mean, I I just kind of. I've been. I've seen Dave Matthews. I really enjoy him. Um, so, but I was on my drive home. I love listening to live. I love listening to live music, and I usually go through the different. I go through some Dave Dave stuff and uh, Dancing Nancy's the live version at the um, Blossom the Blossom Music Center in uh, where is it? Uh, oh yeah, Cuyahoga Falls. Oh, That's in okay, Ohio. yeah, over in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Which I've actually I've seen um You've Dave Grohl the play there. there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, was what was that 2013? So the June first, 2013 version of Dancing Nancy's, and nice. it's uh, really, really good. It's like 10 minutes long, and the ending is just um, just a beautiful array of instruments coming in and out, and uh, so there's a lot of violin, and there's just a lot of like high points and stuff, and it's just really such a good finish to the song. First half is good too, but the fin- the last six, seven, five minutes are just excellent. So I put that on. It was perfect for my drive. I needed it. 
um, good old that's, ten minute block knocked out. So oh yeah, that's excellent. It's funny we're on uh, we're on fairly parallel trains uh, this week with our song of the week because uh, if I have a jam band alliance, um, it would be. Um, I mean, they're they're really not at their heart a jam band, but as as their careers have gone on, they've definitely dipped their toes in the water. Um, and that's the Black Crows. I'm a huge Black Crows fan, and lately I've been on a really big kick of them. And it's taken every bone in my body to keep myself from just posting the Black Crows on Grunge Bible. But I know small doses. But um, so Chris Robinson, the lead singer, is is very very influenced by the Grateful Dead and Velvet Underground mm. and different bands like that. Um, <laughs> And my favorite thing about them is like they'll take their songs that they cut in the studio and when they perform them, they just turn them into these great jams, which I know a lot of bands do. But one in particular that um, I have been fanatically seeking out different live versions to listen to the last week. I'll just go through the years. I'll pick a year. I'll put the concert in and hope that the song's on the set list. Uh, and uh, that is uh, Thorn in My Pride by the Black Crows. But additionally, mm. it's not on Spotify, so we'll just have to find another oh, one to put man. on the playlist. But my favorite version of it is from the 30th of June, 2013, at Hard Rock Calling at Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park in London in the oh, United man. Kingdom. And they played about wow. an, hour, an hour set a part of this festival. And I think Thorn in My Pride um, was their second to last or third to last song. And it's like a 12-minute jam. That I was mean, in it, London? Yeah, and it's, I mean, they played to, like, it looked like 100,000 people. It was in 2013, right before they broke yeah. up for, like, the second or third time. Um, but, yeah, it's, Dude, it's that's just... that's incredible. It's so they, great, uh, yeah. I would say that's incredible. Your My song was June 1st, 2013, and yours was June 30th, 2013. Holy shit! It's in the same the month. The beginning of the end th- of the month. Oh, my goodness. And that was right, that was right when I graduated, too. No so. shit, Yeah. I yeah, could have seriously. been at this show in Cuyahoga Falls. I mean, yeah, that's only that was probably only far from you. No, you could have been in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Six, Sixteen-year-old me could have bought. Month. That's that's unbelievable. And same kind of same kind of segue of of a, of a jam bandy type thing. And this this one's great because like the studio version of this song is like five minutes, and it's great. But like when they play it live, it turns into this twelve-minute. Like Chris Robinson gets the harmonica out, and he's he's a really good harmonica player. And it's just yeah. I God, I fucking I I just love jam. Like Can you say it's not on Spotify. To- it's not on Spotify. I'll try to find Dang. an adjacent version but yeah um this one's really hard, really though. special um i say that's the problem you can't replicate the no you can't <laughs> the, do the, it you know like you <laughs> how do you get into this and, and i love trawling through youtube i do this with pearl jam a lot and i have been doing it with the black crows a lot like if i really like a band i will trawl through to find different versions of like my favorite song i've done it with springsteen mm-hmm. i've done it with counting crows um, I do it with Soundgarden too, but yeah, I've been doing that a lot with the Black Crows, namely "Thorn in My Pride" and "Sister Luck." Those are like my two favorite Crows songs, and I've been uh, that's awesome. Found one that I had to share with everybody today. <clears throat> Perfect. Well, Look that's that. a, we're on parallel two, trains. Yeah, I would say that that tied in the episode, that tied in everything. That was about as ideal as it gets for song of the week. Yeah, man. Um, so that's great. Yeah, you know, that just set us up for a great week. This podcast just set us up for an awesome week. Yeah, kind of jam, jam band vibes the whole week. Yeah, and and wherever you are listening to this currently, whether it's the end of the week, whether it's the weekend, or whether it's you know the middle of the week, I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. 
Uh, and you know what? Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Throw on throw on a jam band or two while you're working. I mean, it passed the time. And when these bands, when, when they have a song that's 23 minutes long, I mean, you listen to a couple songs and there's half your work day, you know? Mm-hmm. So just uh, throw them on, listen. The best part about jams is you can kind of, you know, each each segment of the song, just pick out a different instrument to listen to and just zero in on that. Like, listen to what the drummer's doing. Listen to what the rhythm guitarist or the bassist is doing. Um, I love doing that. You really can appreciate appreciate the music a little bit more when you do that so that's my my tip of the week i guess which is not a segment that we do but i'm gonna get on my high horse and tell people what they should do i love it (laughs) that's fantastic all right well that wraps us up um for episode 22 correct 22 Uh, yeah thank you again drew thank you for uh, editing and everybody else, thank you for listening. And Chris, thank you for doing this with me. Absolutely, Ethan. It's always a pleasure. Like I said, kind of a different vibe sitting down uh, in a morning to record this. And I kind of like it. I like this. And, we should yeah. do this again next week. I think we will. I All think right, we guys. Just will. Take care, rock and roll, and uh, have yourself a jam band week, you know? Absolutely. Be well, everybody. We will talk to you next week. 